the washing of ten times. He'll be hanged yet. Though every drop of water swear against it and gave the quietest to blood. Let's all sink with a king. Let's take leave of it. Now would I give a thousand furlongs of sea for an acre of barren ground, long heath, brown furs, anything. The will's above be done, but I would fain die a dry death. You ask, my dearest father, you have put the wild waters in this row and lay them. The sky, it seems, would pour down stinking pitch, but that the sea mounting to the welkin's cheek dashes the fire out. Oh, I have suffered with those that I saw suffer. A brave vessel who had no doubt some noble creature in her dashed all to pieces. Oh, the cry did knock against my very heart. Oh, so they perished. Had I been any god of power, I would have sunk the sea within the earth or air. It should the good ship so have swallowed and the floating souls within her. Be collected. No more amazement. Tell your piteous heart there's no harm done. Oh, wow. Um, I have done nothing but in care of thee, of thee, my dear one, thee, my daughter, who art ignorant of what thou art, not knowing of whence I am, nor that I am more better than Prospero, master of a full poor cell, and I know greater father. Mortino did never meddle with my thoughts. It is time I should inform thee, father. Lend thy hand. Pluck my magic garment from him. So lie there, my art. Wipe thou thine eyes. Have comfort. The direful spectacle of the wreck, which touched the very virtue of compassion in me, I have with such provision in thine art, so safely ordered that there is no soul. No, not so much perdition as an hair, but tid to any creature in the vessel, which thou heardst cry, which thou sawst sink. Sit down, for thou must now know, Father. You have often begun to tell me what I am, but stopped, and left me to a bootless inquisition, concluding, stay, not yet. The hour's now come. The very minute bids thee ope thine ear, obey and be attentive. Canst thou remember a time before we came unto this cell? I do not think thou canst, for then thou wast not out three years old. Certainly, sir, I can. By what? By any other house or person? Of anything the image tell me that hath kept with thy remembrance? Tis far off, and rather like a dream than an assurance that my remembrance warrants. Had I not four or five women once that tended me? Thou hadst, and more, Miranda. But how is it that this lives in thy mind? What sayest thou else in the dark, backward, and abysmal time? If thou rememberst aught ere thou camest here, how thou camest here thou mayst. But that I do not. 
Twelve years since, Miranda. Twelve years since. Thy father was the Duke of Milan and a prince of power. Sir, are not you my father? Thy mother was a piece of virtue, and she said thou wast my daughter, and thy father was Duke of Milan, and his only heir and princess, no worse issued. Oh, the heavens! What foul play had we that we came from thence? Or blessed was we did? Both, both, my girl. By foul play, as thou sayest, were we heeded thence, but blessedly holp hither. Oh, my heart bleeds to think of the teen that I have turned you to, which is from my remembrance. Please you, father. My brother and thy uncle, called Antonio, I pray thee mark me, that a brother should be so perfidious. He whom next thyself of all the world I loved, unto him put the manage of my state. As at that time, through all the signories, it was the first, and Prospero the prime duke, being so reputed in dignity, and for the liberal arts without a parallel. Those being all my study, the government I cast upon my brother, and to my state grew stranger, being transported and wrapped in secret studies. Thy false uncle, dost thou attend me? Sir, most heedfully. Being once perfected how to grant suits, how to deny them, who to advance and who to trash for overtopping, new created the creatures that were mine, I say, or changed them, or else new formed them, having both the key of officer and office, set all hearts of the estate to what tune pleased his ear. And now he was the ivy which had hid my princely trunk and sucked my verdure out on it. Thou attendst not. Oh, good sir, I do. I pray thee, mark me. I, thus neglecting worldly ends, all dedicated to closeness and the bettering of my mind, with that which, but by being so retired, or prized, or popular rate, in my false brother awaked an evil nature, and my trust, like a good parent, did beget of him a falsehood in its contrary, as great as my trust was, which had indeed no limit, a confidence sans bound. He being thus lauded, not only with what my revenue yielded, but what my power might else exact, like one who having into truth by telling of it, made such a sinner on his memory to credit his own lie, he did believe he was indeed the Duke. Hence his ambition growing, dost thou hear? Your tale, sir, would cure deafness. To have no screen between this part he played and him he played it for, he needs will be absolute Milan. Nay, poor man, my library was dukedom large enough. Of temporal royalties he thinks me now incapable. Confederates, so dry he was for sway, with a king of Naples to give him annual tribute, do him homage. Subject his coronet to his crown, and bend the dukedom yet unbowed, alas, poor Milan, to most ignoble stooping. Oh, the heavens! Mark his condition and the event. Then tell me if this might be a brother. I should sin to think but nobly of my grandmother. Good wombs have borne bad sons. Now the condition. The king of Naples, being an enemy to me inveterate, hearkens my brother's suit, which was that he, in lieu of the premises of homage, and I know not how much tribute, should presently extirpate me and mine out of the dukedom and confer fair Milan with all the honours 
on my brother. Whereon, a treacherous army levied, one midnight fated to the purpose, did Antonio open the gates of Milan, and in the dead of darkness, the ministers of the purpose hurried thence me and thy crying servant. Alack, for pity! I, not remembering how I cried out then, will cry it o'er again. It is a hint that rings mine eyes to it. Hear a little further, and then I'll bring thee to the present business, which now is upon us, without the which this story were most impertinent. Wherefore did they not that hour destroy us? Well demanded, wench. My tale provokes that question. Dear, they durst not, so dear the love my people bore me, nor set a mark so bloody on the business, but with colours fairer painted their foul ends. In few, they hurried us aboard a bark, bore us some leagues to sea, where they prepared a rotten carcass of a boat, not rigged, nor tackle, sail, nor mast. The very rats instinctively had quitted. There they hoist us, to cry to the sea that roared to us, to sigh to the winds whose pity, sighing back again, did us but loving wrong. Alack, what trouble was I then to you? Oh, a cherubim, thou wast that did preserve me. Thou didst smile, infused with a fortitude from heaven, when I have decked the sea with drops full salt, under my burthen groaned, you raised in me an undergoing stomach to bear up against what should ensue. How came we ashore? By providence divine. Some food we had and some fresh water that a noble Neapolitan, Gonzalo, out of his charity, who being then appointed master of this design, did give us with rich garments, linen, stuffs, and necessaries.